Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Yesterworld podcast. Joining me today is my usual co-host, Quinn. Hello. So we're just going to dive right into it, as they say. Um, We actually had, when we first started talking about doing a podcast weekly, we kind of wondered if like there'd be enough, you know, news for news at the beginning. Right. Um, so far, it's almost felt like like I had to kind of cut out because I gathered up the news stuff this week. I kind of had to cut out a bunch of little things because there was two like massive pieces of news this week. Well, actually three, uh, but two of them kind of go hand in hand. Um, but the first is the Hagrid uh, roller coaster that was like the worst kept secret in <laughs> theme park yeah, history. Right was actually officially announced finally uh and it don't want to start off on a negative but it has like the most mouthful of a name i've ever heard in my entire life um hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure um which is opening june 13th how do you feel about the name i think it'll just it'll be one of those things where people will start they'll just say um Hey, you want to ride Hagrid's magic bus or Hagrid's magic motorbike? Bus. Like, no one's going to... Yeah, the, I would ride Hagrid's, Hagrid's magic bus. It's like the new series, you know, instead of the, the magic, magic school bus. bus. Yeah. It's Hagrid's magic motorbike. But I think the long title is fine. I think that um, I'm sure there are other attractions that have long titles, but you, you just know everyone's going to pick a like a nickname for it. And that's what's going to stick. Like, you know, you want to ride Hagrid's motorbike or something. And I know it was rumored for a while that it would just be called Hagrid's motorbike adventure, I think. Um, I think that would yeah, be a bit is of a, qu- a better It is quite name. a lot to fit in a, in a sign, I guess, unless they shorten it before it opens. Who knows? I mean, um, I guess to be fair, nobody says, hey, do you want to go ride Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey? You just say, right. want to ride Forbidden Journey. Uh, yeah, or, or Harry Potter Escape from Gringotts. Like, or you don't you know, say, do you want to ride the flight of the hippogriff? I guess I don't think anybody says that, period. <laughs> At least I don't, because um, I never ride that ever. The one time I did, it felt it's like... fine. I mean, yeah, it was fine, but we it's waited like a, in line for like... It's like the equivalent of a Gadgets Go Coaster in Toontown or I whatever. Guess, you know? I just hadn't realized... I didn't realize how short it was. Like, it's we waited in line for like know. 60 minutes, and then it, that, that coaster has to be less than a minute long. Yeah, um, that's for kids who can't handle yeah, <clears throat> they can't handle a Forbidden Journey or the other ones. Um, one thing I want to mention really quick before I forget that I find really interesting is that if you look at the con like the older concept art, I guess that was re- that was supposedly leaked a few months back or earlier last year. Um, that that's I think it's identical to the new concept art, except that only there's a train on it. You know, there's Hagrid in the motorbike. Um, if you compare it, it has the pixie and the Hogwarts in the background and the castle. So I think it's interesting that that earlier concept leaked without Hagrid on it. You know what I mean? So it's like the only difference between those two images is that the motorbikes are on it. So I find that really interesting because this is, you know, everything else was in the original one that leaked early last year. I want to know if there's actually going to be a big Hagrid in the front. Because I would kind of love that. I don't think there is, but like on ET, isn't there one of the baskets that actually has? Yeah, ET had you know the basket in the front does have ET, and he pops out at certain points. You know, it could, I mean, you know, look at Reign of Kong that has. I mean, I know there's like a 
window separating it, but the drivers of the vehicles are just animatronics. So who knows? Maybe, I don't know, that'd be really cool. I doubt it, but that would be really cool. Um, but they probably won't. Well, I'm assuming, I, I guess, did you see the little video that got released alongside this concept art? No, I did not. With Tom Felton, like, promoting it? Mm-mm, I did not see that. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it was the sci-fi channel that, like, tweeted mm. it out. Um, but, yeah, like, Tom Felton was talking about it, and uh, I don't know who, I can't remember who the other guy was. It wasn't an actor. I think it was just somebody that worked on the ride. Um, but it makes me wonder if he is involved with it, like... You know, he's mm. actually in it. I really would love to see more of the actors back. Um, and it seems like most of them were pretty good sports about it. Um, it really just seems like it's Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson that kind of want to, I guess, Well, distance they're also themselves. getting the most work. And, you know, it's usually the ones that aren't, you know, having too much of a of a career post Harry Potter, although I guess Tom Felton has been in Well, and Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, she definitely True. isn't uh, hard up for work. True. But, and neither is, uh, what, what's Voldemort's actor's name? Um, oh, yeah, Ray Fiennes. Yeah, I mean, he's not hard up for work either. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure they just were happy to do it. I, I, I actually well, I think the doubt... difference for that is that, you know, Helena Bonham Carter and Ralph Fiennes were very, very well established before Harry Potter versus having your entire career being from the beginning Harry Potter, you know? Yeah, I mean, those actors are never going to be pigeonholed into yeah. that role no matter how much they associate themselves with it. And it was later it. in the movies, too, you know? So it wasn't, like, from movie one. But I don't you know, think they were all there. Tom Felton has been used at all yet, has he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always Not there. Not my knowledge. He's always there, like, for, like, promotional stuff and for... Like, he seems to always be at, like, fan yeah. events and... Uh, like, he was there for the opening of both of the parks, I think. Yeah. Um, I could see, I honestly, I could actually see him being involved in, I think it's Prisoner of Azkaban, where he, you know, he's, like, egging on the, the creature, and then it breaks his arm. So I could see him playing some kind of role where he's, like, antagonizing. I could be way off, but maybe he's, like, antagonizing a, cre- a creature, or he's some kind of antagonist in the ride that plays into why oh, sure. the journey yeah. begins. Because that makes sense to use, you know, why not use someone that you've never used in, you know, previous rides that is probably more than willing to do it. I mean, yeah, in the first movie, too, with the centaurs and the, when they're out in the forest uh, oh, yeah. and the unicorn. Like, yeah, that actually would be really cool if he, uh, like, spurred it on. The only issue, like, with the younger actors or, like, the ones that were students in the movies, if they're actually going to show them, they have to, it has to, like, be set, like, during, like, right. the last yeah. handful of movies, you know? Like, yeah, I don't think Tom Felton could pull off Sorcerer's Stone Tom Felton yeah. anymore. Um, you never know. Do, like, a like an insane de-aging thing on him. But, I mean, at that point, it'd just have to be complete CGI, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. but, I mean, I don't know. It, it would be really cool. I love when they get the actors back. And I'm assuming Robbie Coltrane is involved, even though I don't think yeah, that's... I- confirmed i i can't imagine they would base an entire attraction around him and have him not be the main you know character and have it not be actually him but yeah i don't know i just found it really crazy that the concept art is literally the same thing that came out months and months and months ago just it has the title and the motorbike so it's i wonder no like did it get leaked before they were he was put on there or did they purposefully leak it without haggard on it or what the story is behind that i mean it was kind of it's just it's gonna be weird like 
I really want to know, like, what the story is behind this. Like, because that's not... If I remember correctly, that's not even Hagrid's bike. That's Sirius's bike. Um, but then Hagrid, sure could, Hagrid gets I'm, it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm, I would imagine the story's probably been leaked by now. Uh, I've just purposefully yeah, stayed too. mostly away from. I've tried to just, yeah. I don't want to ruin everything, but I am I'm still really curious. I want to know what. I, I mean, obviously the story doesn't matter. Like we talked about this last week. It, none right. of the rides follow any kind of story that makes any sense whatsoever um but still it's really neat when you go on there and they actually have elements from the movies and you're trying to figure out how they worked it worked it in like like especially with like with Diagon uh what escape from Gringotts right Mm -hmm. like that whole pre-show based around uh Bill Weasley who I just found that like he you know he's he's on screen in that pre-show more than he is in the movies, period. <laughs> yeah. Like in the movies, he has like three or four lines, you know. I mean, when I because I had never watched like a ride on when I finally went on that, and I was just surprised that he was like the the main guy for the whole pre-show. And in the movies, he he's barely there. Yeah, and I'm and and that's another interesting thing too because he's also a very well-known actor by this point. I mean, I guess maybe then not as much, but in the last few years, man, he's been in. I think it was last year, the year before, I swear, he was in every movie I saw, either as, like, a minor character or a major character. He was in, I think, like, three or four Oscar movies, and I thought that was just crazy that he had worked that much in a single year. Well, ever since Force Awakens came out, he's getting tons of work. I mean, he's, uh, what, with General Hux, right? Not really my favorite character, yeah. but... I'll have to see if... Because I know there was a year he was... I don't know if it was before or after Force Awakens. must have been after... But he was in The Revenant. Then he was in that, I forget the movie. It was like a period piece movie. And then he was in like two other ones. He the was Ex in Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, man, that guy's working a lot of. And then, you know, his dad in real life is, uh, I always forget his name, um, you know, the actor who plays Matt Eye Moody. I always forget oh, his. Oh, uh, Brendan Gleason. Gleason, yeah. And he's in a lot of stuff too. Um, Harry Potter has a lot of well-established actors, a lot of well-established British actors. Well, when they're casting for those movies, I mean, they since she wanted an all-British cast and Harry Potter was a phenomenon, I mean, nobody was going to turn that down. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I think this ride, just from what I've seen and from what I've heard, is definitely shaping up to be... Because from what I've heard, there's going to be no screens used, or at least very minimal yeah i i think i think they're kind of listening to the criticism as of late and they're trying to do more practical practical effects and animatronics and figures versus screen 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 i think it's smart to do that and it makes sense and they've you know well, i'm really see looking how they do like it. when's the last time they i mean as far as animatronics go does universal really have any from the last King Kong, like yeah, I guess one. like yeah. the last like ten years, like there's barely been any animatronics that I can think of. Like it really has gotten kind of ridiculous how every single ride that has come out has been completely screen based. You know, like Forbidden Journey did it well, but yeah. I think they just took, you know, when they when they saw the response to that, they're like, I mean, how much further can we push this? <laughs> like, right. and then it's like it got to the point where like you, you walk into these rides and there's nothing to them at all 
and yeah. Fast and Furious was definitely the the absolute low point, like as low as you can possibly go. Yeah, and but they knew they. I mean, it was just I don't know. I guess I don't even really consider that ride like a main attraction, just because they really did just take it from Hollywood's version on the tram tour and added a little pre-show and uh, pretty. I mean, the queue's impressive. Like the queue and the shop are the most impressive parts and i think they probably put more into that than the ride because it was just oh let's just grab the technology and the film and we'll rebuild it almost identical to hollywood version but i mean look at kong too kong is the same i mean the the animatronic at the end is is cool but at at least with that one the first like two or three i guess it's only two screens are not from the tram tour and there's a couple little animatronics here and there like the bats or whatever they're called so they tried way more with that one, whereas this one, it's or um, with a uh, Fashion the Furious, it was just you could tell they weren't trying at all, really. Well, I just want to see how they do with animatronics. Like, I want to see if they can reach like Disney's level with animatronics. I mean, I haven't ridden when I was at Universal. I didn't ride Kong. I actually didn't know the. I thought it was just a rip. I mean, I I knew now. I know that now. But when I was there, I thought it was just the tram tour over again. Um, no, they have the. But I know they have the really big impressive. Kong animatronic at the end, which does look cool. But again, it's like the last, what, twenty five seconds of the ride. Yeah, it's the only. That's the like the highlight of it, because it is so it's such a huge animatronic. And yeah, I'm I'm curious. And from now on, I'm gonna try to stay away from too much about it because I am really looking forward to this one, and I don't want to watch any. I don't want to know what's going to be in the queue. I don't know. I'm going to be very selective from here on out, like what, you know, they show. I hope they do what the, like Disney did with Pandora, where they showed like the land, but they didn't really show anything at the queue other than little teases. And I, I liked that because then you went in not really knowing what to expect. They are reusing um, the queue from um, Dragon Challenge, right? The I, building? I think they're using the majority of it. I don't know. I'd have to look at the construction photos, but I I can imagine they're using quite a bit of it. I know they've added on to it, um, and it makes sense because it looks like to be some sort of ruins, and that's what that original one was. Um, I wonder how the parks are going to be this summer. I feel like it's just going to be just awful around that time. Well, because Star Wars isn't going to come to Florida, Galaxy's Edge won't open until, I think, the fall. I think Disneyland is the only one getting yeah. Galaxy's Edge early in the summer, which for now, for once, I'm really envious. I'm like, oh, I, now I want to live back in L.A. because that's like three months that I'm going to have to avoid spoilers and stuff unless I just, I don't know, go down there to ride uh, to experience it. But I, I'm tempted to almost go down to... LA because I haven't been to Disneyland in over almost three years which is the longest I've ever not been to Disneyland since I was like 11 because I've always gone down there I've been an annual pass holder so it might be worth it maybe I can justify a trip down there like a short trip so I can experience Harry Potter um, Star Wars yeah I'd probably visit too but I mean I think Universal will be just I mean Harry Potter is already the most for obvious reasons is already packed no matter when you go but right. I feel like around that time, it's just going to be terrible. The nice thing about Universal, and 
I mean, I know some people don't like this, but I, I love that they actually have a like an express option, so mm. you can just skip the lines if you want to, because around that time of the year, I really don't have a lot of fun in the parks if I have to wait in line for you know, two, three hours. Disney has the fast pass, which is great. Universal doesn't have something like that for everyone. So Universal, yeah. if you want to ride the rides, you either have to spend, especially in the summer, you either have to spend your entire day standing in line or just buckle up and pay for the express pass. Yeah. I wish they had a, like a fast pass option. I mean, I've never, but then again, I usually, you know, I guess when you're an annual pass holder, you kind of learn when to go or not to go or i'll just go really early um but yeah i i can't imagine just i don't like waiting two three hours um but when i was in hollywood universal hollywood this summer um i mean like the shortest line because universal hollywood only has like like 11 attractions or something it's not very many i mean the shortest line was still like 90 minutes and the longest line was you know 300 minutes up and it's like right. i mean how do you have a fun in the park at that point you just you don't yeah i guess if you're with people you just and it also depends what's you know for me what i i don't mind waiting long i think i waited like two hours for mine train when it first opened up but for me it's if there's just stuff to look at and if it's indoors if it's outdoors then no i you know when it's like the orlando heat it's like a hundred out or ninety out, and you're having to wait two or three hours in the sun. Um, that's where I love queues like uh, Flight of Passage or even Indiana Jones, where you know ninety percent of the queue or like eighty percent is like indoors with air conditioning and not like outside, because fans really don't do that much when the sun's beating down on you. I mean, what would your cutoff be unless it was a brand new attraction like this? roller coaster i don't think i would ever wait more than maybe like 90 minutes for a ride and even that would be pushing it i think on average like it just depends i usually don't wait more than i uh, it's hard to say because something like flight of passage like i love that ride and i haven't been on it that much but if i see it around 30 45 minutes i'll probably depends what i have going on that day but probably my cutoff is about an hour unless it's a new attraction in which case i'll wait however long i need to i guess well especially i guess if you're around in the parks all the time and it's not like i'm here now yeah i that's go now where, or i don't go for months yeah and that's where i need i i sometimes have to remind myself that i have the luxury of being you know i was a, a disneyland annual pass holder and now i'm a um disney world pass holder so it's completely different when you go down um you know, for like one trip and you have like three days. Cause I know when I did that, I mean, we probably waited like two hours for Harry Potter or something like that when you are there once and you never know if you're going to go again or it may be years, then, then you well, really that's have something to, to keep in out. mind too. Cause I'll see people talking about waiting in line for, you know, 300 minutes for slinky dog dash or whatever. And I, I mean, even if I could only go like once every five years, I st- I still don't think I would wait that long for a ride Not like that. Not for that one. Yeah, too much. If it was like an indoor thing and had more than just an animatronic in the end, I don't think I would wait more than maybe an hour and a half if I was on vacation. But it also depends on what the other rides, you know. I think for any coaster, you know. I don't think I'd wait 
very long. Like this one's different because it's like a themed coaster, but any just yeah. straight coaster like no. Aerosmith It'd have to be like or the Mummy or something. Rip Ride Rocket or something like that. I'm 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 not I'm not wasting a third of my day waiting in line for for that. But I, I guess you gotta keep in mind like especially some families like they only they only go or can only go once every yeah. three years. I Me, mean, it's like if I miss it, I can go back. You know, I might not yeah. be able to go back the next day like you, but I can go back and it's not a massive yeah. deal. Like I've never left for, the park and missed something and been like upset because yeah. it's always like it's still going to be there when I get back. But it's also about priorities. Like to me personally, if it were, you know, if I'd never been to Hollywood Studios, let's say, and it was like I had to sacrifice Aerosmith or Star Tours or whatever. Um, or Star Tours is a bad example. I was going to say Great Movie Ride. That's not there anymore. Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Fine. I'll use Tower of Terror. Like. I'll go for the one that's the most themed, the one that's the most immersive. Um, but then there are people that they prefer coasters. They're like coaster freaks. So then they would probably put the preference over Aerosmith because they'd be like, oh, I want to experience that super fast launch and the and the music going in um, you know, loops and everything. So it's really just what your preference is, I guess. Um, for well, I me, I'd for... always go for the more immersive and visual experiences. And coasters, I unless it's something like the Mummy, I really don't care all that much. Like the Hulk, I haven't even ridden it since it's been redone because I just I don't really I'm not much of a thrill seeker when it comes to attractions. I'm more of a like I want to be immersed into something. Well, I think most there are people, people that's the opposite. Most yeah. I think most like actual not, not most people that go to Disney, but most people that are or Disney or Universal, but most people that are actually like theme park fans would right. agree with that because I mean with me. I don't go for the thrills. Like I, I can drive an hour and go to Valley Fair and go on some really wild roller coasters, but they don't have any theming. You know, I'm not going to Disney for that. Like sure the coasters are fun. Yeah. But really they're not much more like you know I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. More intense than a coaster at Six Flags or Valley Fair. They just have way, way, way higher theming. Yeah. And I, I agree, like that's why you go to Disney or Universal. It's not for, like, the fastest coaster on the planet. Right. But I don't know. And that's, I, why, I, that's why I'm not even a fan of, like, the typical Six Flags. Um, I don't know. I'm not much of a coaster person when I was younger, I guess. <clears throat> I remember going on pretty intense ones. But I don't know. I, I guess I, I've always just preferred the visual experience. And eventually I just kind of, I don't know, I don't even really enjoy, like, coasters unless there is an element of it like Hagrid's um, motorbike where it'll be a very story driven and very visually immersive and um well when you go to a place like like I was at Six Flags over Texas this summer it really is just shocking how big of a difference there is like in in pretty much everything like they have the rights to like the DC stuff and Looney Tunes and really all they do with that is throw a coat of paint on and now yep. it's the Batman roller coaster. <laughs> stick a stick a figure somewhere or like Superman cuz yeah they're just they're generic. And again like I totally understand um like my um a few family members I have are the opposite where they prefer the thrills, the fastest thing and they don't even enjoy like the Disney parks as much. Um but I've just always I guess probably cuz I, you know, I've been obsessed with movies 
in filmmaking since I was like 13. So rides are almost like being inside a movie versus a coaster is just a thrill, which is fine. But, you know, it has to be, you know, it has to be like Radiator Springs Racers. Well, that's not even that much of a thrill, but um, something like that, you know, where it's, I enjoy I think the mummy is the best parking. example, at least yeah. in my opinion, of something that's actually thrilling and also really well themed. Like, right. Aerosmith, I mean, it's like the theming is mostly just kind of corny, you know, even though and I really it, like I Aerosmith. Say, it, it is more fun than the average coaster. I will say that because I, I enjoy Aerosmith. I mean, we've had discussions, but I'm, I've always liked a lot of their, as you say, like their second wave music. So it's fun for me to go on and hear their music and have all the the signs and um, the backlighting and everything. It's it's like fun. So it's better than the average coaster because there is more theming to it. Sure. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I've always found it like Rip Ride Rocket in in Universal. Like, do yeah, I did you, it once? Do you think like it, like Universal or Disney will ever build? I don't think so. We'll ever just build like a kind of generic coaster like that again. Like never. No, probably not. I think they built it because they knew they wanted to have at least one kind of thrill seeker attraction that wasn't themed. That was probably, I mean, it's way cheaper and easier to do that kind of thing. You know, you just not having to worry about a lot of the other aspects of putting together something like the mummy. We have animatronics and, you know, indoor coaster stuff. Um, but yeah, that's why Islands of Adventure has the Hulk, and then the other one has the Rip Ride Rocket. You know, California Adventure um, has for the well, what it used to be. You know, it was um, California Screaming. At least that had music that really made it more fun. Um, and then Disneyland doesn't really have a generic coaster. Space Mountain's probably the closest, or Thunder Mountain. But even then, those are super well themed. But no, I don't think they'll ever unless it was like a brand new park, like for the third gate that they're building, I could almost see them making another Hulk kind of ride where it's super simply themed to some movie, but it's in general, it's 99% of it's just a standard coaster, but only for the new park, not for any of the existing ones. Well, I don't even remember like the Hulk coaster. What, what is there a story there? What is the story there? I I mean, like I said, I haven't written it since they did the new one, but I think in the queue there's more of a story. And, you know, as you launch, you're in the the gamma ray thing. So there is a a bit of a story. But in terms of the actual ride itself, I guess that's what I'm referring to is like the actual ride. You know, it's just once you're out of the gamma ray thing, it's just a typical coaster. It's the same Um, thing with the free fall. I, I, I just don't ever see the Doctor Doom free fall. Which, I mean, yeah, I had no I interest in writing either of those when I was there last time. I went on Spider-Man and then I left yeah. uh, they're that more of part the thrill. of the park. You know, they're, they're easier to put together. They're cheaper. Um, again, they're more for, like, the the thrill seekers that, because, you, know, you, you know, if you have a group and you have the person that isn't really into the theming and the narrative stuff, they'll probably want to go on those. So they want to have something for everyone. So I could see for their new park them having at least one or two kind of generic but somewhat themed coasters. I mean, I could be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just wonder, I guess moving back to actually what our topic was, uh, I wonder why they waited so long to officially announce this, especially when, I mean, we knew about this, like, what, six, seven months ago? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Like, with, with, with the park, we know why, or at least we think we know why they're not announcing it, and it's because Warner Brothers is, I think, 
Have you? Did you look that up? Um, uh, no, I actually am not aware of. Well, Warner why. Brothers is like stopping them from using that name. Like they're putting in like a request. Uh, the Fantastic Worlds. Fantastic Worlds. They're like putting in a request for them to hold out uh, and use that name. They're not right straight up declining it. I can't remember what, exactly what it was called, but basically they're like putting in a legal request uh, so they can't like you know use that name until they decide hmm. until they decide if they're okay with it. Which I don't really know exactly why. I was listening to another podcast, uh, not about theme parks, but they were they were talking about this. Um, What's why they would name? do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's because of Fantastic Beasts, and they think Probably. they think people will be confused because I don't like. I don't know if they're doing a Fantastic Beast world. I personally think that's not a good idea. I, I think there will be maybe not the movie, but I think it'll be like some kind of land that has to do with like the creatures and um yeah i think I, they I should imagine. just do another harry potter world i think doing one around fantastic beasts is the not a good idea like also especially especially doing it when we're only two movies in and there's literally no i mean i can't think of where they would put it like i mean they could do makuza i guess but that's not iconic at all like, I don't know. They'll, do mean, the I'm Ministry sure, of Magic. Just do that. I'm sure they have something planned out. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least some Fantastic Beasts land. Um, I don't think that I could be wrong, but I would imagine that Islands of Adventure and Universal will get and continue to get like a Hagrid's motorbike or a or a ministry of magic or um, cause that was rumored for a long time, but I wouldn't think the new park would get ones from the older series, but I could be wrong. Maybe they will do a ministry of magic since they're in both movies. I could see that um, being more of the case, but I don't think, I guess what I'll say is I don't think for the third gate, we'll see like Harry Potter himself. I think it'll be either tied to fantastic beasts or more of a generic, wizarding wizarding world but i don't think you'll see like a hermione or whoever from mm. the other series it's but, just weird because uh, because like the ser- the current series is so kind of directionless right now and i mean they I, i'm sure you saw this but they delayed the movie by over a year for the next movie mm-hmm. um assuming because they're trying to just rewrite the script or you know try to react to how the second one was received they're grabbing the script from JK and saying, let us do a revision, please, for the people that aren't in your head and don't. I mean, I'm assuming know. they're having a talk with her because, uh, you know, Dan Fogler, who's the guy that plays Jacob, he said in an interview recently that the third movie is going to be bigger than the first and second combined, which. But they always say that. Was, that's that's like, like the last thing I want to hear, though. <laughs> They need to go. Yeah. They need to scale it back after the second one, and that's why I just think it's a not a good idea unless unless J.K. is willing to tell Universal the whole plan. I think it's yeah, a I'm weird sure idea yeah. to build an build a land around the series that's like has no central location. Like the next movie's supposed to be in Brazil. Like, what do you build hmm. the land around? Because the first movie was in America. I think I think it'd have to be just around the beasts, and maybe they're in a forest, or maybe they're in a zoo of some kind i think it'd have to be more of a generic land but who knows i mean that's the thing like we don't know what 
you know, maybe JK has shared like all the locations for the next movies and you know, they I, I don't know. I just don't think like Newt or any of the characters in this in those movies have like you know, even a fraction of like the longevity of like Harry, Hermione, Ron, no. that core. So I, I just think it's but I mean also how do you name a park Fantastic Worlds and then build it Harry Potter and not Fantastic Beasts? But I mean when I think of Fantastic Worlds, I was I actually was when I first heard that name, I was thinking Mario instantly for some reason, or like Zelda as opposed yeah. to Fantastic Beasts. Um, but anyways, I just, I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear what they're going to do, and we're probably going to know to some extent within the next six months or so, like what the oh, plan yeah, is. Oh yeah, I would imagine, I, I would imagine, you know, fairly soon they'll have some sort of announcement. I think it'll be... I would imagine it would be right around the time Galaxy's Edge is supposed to debut, maybe to kind of get a jump on. I mean, I know it'd be a while before it would actually come to be a reality, but they might want to take some of the focus away from Galaxy's Edge and put it back on Universal. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that Disney was ever hurting, not even close, but I mean, Star Wars is going to be as big for Disney as... Harry Potter was for Universal, I think. Like, I think it'll be bigger. Well, I don't mean a, in yeah. terms of attendance. I just mean in terms of like, oh, like yeah. in terms of numbers. I just mean it's because Disney already gets huge numbers, you know. Versus Universal around the time of Harry Potter was really kind of falling off the map before Harry Potter right. came around. Disney has never had that issue, but I just think in terms of like a spike, like percentage wise, I think Galaxy's Edge is yeah. just going to be absolutely massive, and Universal is going to be left. Uh, you know they're gonna need something to. You know they don't. I'm sure Universal's yeah. biggest fear is not being thought of as the afterthought park like they were before Harry Potter came along because that's pretty much what they were for a right. long amount of time. And now Harry Potter came along, and I'm sure Disney doesn't like that. But Universal really isn't an afterthought to most people anymore. It's it's a destination. Well, you know. Well, when a uh, start when Galaxy's Edge opens up, it'll be the best time to go to the other parks because. I'm sure I w- they won't be like dead, but you know, it'll be a good time to go to Pandora if you haven't already, because everyone who's like doing their, you know, if you're going, if you're doing a once in a lifetime trip or a once in five year trip, you're not going to not go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So that's going to suck up or uh, soak up like a huge amount of like the tourist crowd. So I think it'll be a good time to go to, you know, ride Frozen if you haven't wanted to wait an hour or ride Flight of Passage, because I think it'll a lot of the traffic will go over there, uh, I, tourists especially. I think APs will maybe stay. I don't know. I guess it depends how they manage the crowds. Because I imagine, like, as much as I want to experience it, like, day one, I am terrified at, like, the idea of trying to even get through the park. And, I mean, I guess it depends on if they cap the capacity in some way. Um, I don't know how that man, I mean, it's going to be nuts. What did they do on Harry Potter opening day? I heard like the I, don't remember. I heard like the line stretched all the way across the park just to get into the land. Like it was I wouldn't be surprised. That I mean that doesn't to me that doesn't sound very fun. Um No, but everyone wants to like even on uh, Star Tours the line stretched back to Main Street and so when you think of how big the line inside the ride is Plus, it was looped all around Tomorrowland. Then to it to go all the way back to Main Street is pretty um, pretty incredible. Like, to me, if I was there on that day, if I went to, if I just teleported to Walt Disney World on the day Galaxy's Edge opened, 
I honestly think I would just go to Epcot or Animal Kingdom and have a fun day instead of yeah just that, that just sounds terrible but I think both I think you're right I think Magic Kingdom will probably stay pretty pretty strong no matter what um but I think Epcot and Animal Kingdom will be uh you know like you said not dead but yeah I think that you'll, you'll be able to just kind of waltz around and do whatever you want which sounds that sounds like what I would want to do on those days yeah. but maybe well, that's we're... why I'm torn because like I said part of me wants to maybe try to justify a trip to like California because I haven't been to Disneyland in so long, but to experience Galaxy's Edge when it opens. But I know that's what everyone else is thinking. And so I imagine even if I went for like a few days, I would get to do hardly anything else. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see how they manage the crowds and everything because I imagine it'll just be like utter chaos going to either of them once they open. Um, It'll be like Pandora times... A million because Pandora, you know, that flight of passage was regularly for like the first couple months. I think it was like four or five hours. It was insane. So it's like you times that by however much more that Star Wars will get because there's so many people that have always wanted to be immersed into the Star Wars universe and the way that they're doing it. I think Disneyland will be way worse. Like, I think Disneyland, Mm. both parks and every single attraction are going to be. I mean, California Adventure, too, I think it's just because they're so much smaller and everybody's going to want to be there. I mean, I'm sure the park capacity will be hit and then everybody that gets there and wants to go to Galaxy's Edge is now going to have to go over to California Adventure. And I mean, I'm sure those parks will just be because I was there this summer and I I don't think really anything new had opened up recently in Disneyland. Um, And I mean, even then it was just and it was like a Tuesday. It was just wall to wall people everywhere. Like, I I don't know. That's not really my uh, cup of tea, but I would kind of want to experience it day one just to have done it. That's the only reason. Like, just to have been, just so I can say I was there day one. And, you know, maybe it'd be fun, but you'd also have to be okay with being packed like a sardine wherever you go. Um, But we have kind of beat down this topic for, like... 45 minutes i I think next episode we'll have to stay away from harry potter entirely because i feel like it's taken up so much of so much to say at least i have a lot to say but luckily i don't know about you i don't have a lot to say about the second topic but i i can hear your thoughts and i can uh, chime in but epcot some big changes Mm -hmm. are coming um and this was what i said earlier where these two kind of go hand in hand because i think they were announced in tandem like at the same Mm -hmm. exact time Uh, the entrance is being completely Thank redone. The Lord, finally, I yeah, I'm I, I think the entrance as it is has. I mean, it's been it was redone that way for the Millennium Celebration, and man, is it outdated. And just, I'm sorry if your fo- your your pictures on the Coliseum or on the uh, yeah whatever the Leave a Legacy thing. Yeah, it'll go somewhere else, so I'm glad they're keeping that. They already um, announced they're moving it all yeah. outside of the park. But it's just ugly. It's just, a, in my opinion, it's just very, again, it's like that concrete kind of wasteland look, and it's not, like, magical in any way. I know Epcot's not really a magical land, but it's just I've never been a fan of that, the way it, um, the way the entrance is now. And I really do like the um, design that they're going for. Where it's more of a lush kind of foresty, peaceful. There's, yeah, I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm all for redesigning the entrance. I don't know. I, I these changes, the, the second change. I just, I'm just gonna say it so I can talk about both. 
Um, they're also completely redoing the whole Wonders of Life pavilion, which obviously has been a long time coming, and right. replacing it with like a Disney Quest-esque a, thing. A Wreck-It Ralph, but not Wreck-It Ralph um, world. To me, it looks identical, not literally, but like in terms of the overall idea, I guess. To me, it looks exactly like what that world was in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah. For some reason, it totally reminds me of that. And I think it's just... I mean, what I'm curious is how many IPs are going to be in it or if it's going to be... Because when you look at the concept, like, yeah, Mickey's holding the kid's hand. But, I mean, I don't recognize anything else from any other kind of franchise. But I have a hard time believing there won't be all, you know, the Galaxy's Edge or the Wreck-It Ralph or the Star Wars or whatever. Well, all the information that we have is pretty much non-information. I'm just going to read this little blurb just so people listening Mm kind of know what we're talking about. Uh, it says the new space will be devoted to playful fun and feature an innovative city that will come to life under the dome of the unnamed pavilion, previously known as Wonders of Life. The city will be bursting with interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, and engaging entertainment. Uh, and it says it will open just in time for the 50th anniversary anniversary of Walt Disney World, which is, what, in two years? 2021, right? Of Disney World? I mean... Disney World Resort. opened in 71. So, yeah, 2021. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm actually not expecting much out of this. Like, I'm not expecting, not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just not expecting, like, any, like, big ticket attractions in here. Yeah. I think it's going to be, like, a, I, I think a lot of, like, meet and greets are going to get moved in here. I think, I, I really don't know. Like, I mean, what do you think is actually going to go in here? Because there's no way this isn't, I mean, I'm sure that concept art is just, just that concept art. Well, I think art. the coolest thing, um... And I don't know if anyone knows this, or probably people know this, but um, originally Epcot was going to have a people mover, um, and it was going to be, I believe, I forget all of the different areas, but I know they partially built the track and um, a section of the tunnel in the uh, innovations, innovations, Innov- I always get the name Inventions. wrong, innovations, um, that area. What I find really, and so, like, of course, never came to be. What I find really interesting is that if you look at the concept art, uh, if you look down the middle to the right, there's a sign that says Wedway, and that's the Wedway people mover, you know, uh, that, you know the, the company's WED, you know, the Imagineering division, or it used to be called WED, I always forget. But Wedway people mover is what the name was in Magic Kingdom for a long time. Or is it? Is that how it is now? I was because it used to be the Transit Authority, or is that what it is now? I always get the names mixed up. It's awful. I mean, what? now that I'm looking, wait, wait, keep going. If there's more, uh, is it? On, no, I actually don't know off the top of my head. But I, I mean, if look you look closely, I'm seeing tons crazy. of IPs in here. Like they're not blatant, but you can see Edna Mode. Okay, so f- sorry. So formerly Wedway, so it used to be called the Wedway People Mover. And so the fact that they have the Wedway sign makes me think that they're going to finally bring a people mover to Epcot. That's <laughs> took longer to get to that than it should have. But I, I think that's that would be my guess. And if they are, I think that's actually a pretty cool idea. I don't know why they would put Wedway in there if they didn't have any intentions of it. But I think that'd be cool if it was like a like almost like a miniaturized version of Walt's original vision of the future or something. Um yeah, that yeah would I be noticed cool. Edna yeah. too. 
and uh, there's a uh, what's her face from um, Inside Out. Inside Out. And then there's the the guy from Zootopia. I can't remember his name. The fox on the bottom right. Um, oh yeah. There's yeah, that's o- weird. There's Olaf. So, there's Cinderella. They're all over the place. And that brings up another thing where it's a futuristic sci-fi city, but why is the fox from Zootopia there? Why is, you know, what's going to tie in those elements so that it doesn't seem super random? You know, it has to be some kind of central theme, I think, to justify having all these characters from, you know, the different IPs. There's definitely going to be a Wreck-It Ralph thing. I mean, right underneath that Let's Play building in the center, if you look at the bottom, there's Vanellope right there. Um... Oh yeah. Like th- th- this is going to be it's not I don't think it's going to be like a like Oh, a, I just I just blew up the image. I guess I was looking at the smaller version. But yeah, there's a lot of little easter eggs. But for me the thing that stuck out the most was seeing Wedway. So I thought, "Oh, are they actually going to finally bring the people mover back cuz that's the now it's called the Transport Authority or whatever, but it used to be called the Wedway People Mover." Um like on the so I think that could be potentially cool. Um, but yeah, I guess we really don't have much. But I don't know. It's also like if you look at I know nowadays they're I've always thought this is interesting because when you look at like concept art from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that um, was released or they would promote, it would usually be so much different from what it actually would become like during the revision process. So for me, this looks like a really exaggerated version of what it will be because I just have a hard time believing it would even look remotely this because it looks you know pretty amazing in terms of the design and the architecture. So I imagine it will be a much smaller scale, but I know they're more careful about that nowadays where they don't usually release concept art if it's not pretty close to that versus in the past where they'd have like an Edison Square or whatever and it would totally end up being something different further along the line why what like on the far right you see the building says hotel right like yeah why why would it say that i I don't know i'm trying to think of any reason because obviously there's not going to be a hotel in the center of the park but i don't know it's interesting because again then above it why is um you know what's her face from joy from inside out well i wonder if any of that has any meaning like do, do you think the ips that were shown have any meaning I don't know. To what's actually it's, coming? It's so random. You have Tinkerbell and Mickey Mouse. You have a kid playing Buzz with Lightyear. the Buzz Lightyear toy. You have the fox. You have, oh, yeah. And Cinderella's right the, there. Like, they're all over the, the place. And I think especially, like, most of them look almost Photoshopped in after the fact, especially Olaf and the, um, the fox. From, yeah. yeah, fox. Um, I don't know. I'm very, very curious to see what's going to happen from there on. I definitely think that that pavilion needed to be something rather than just once a year becoming a display to sell wine and chocolate and all that. So I'm excited that they're doing something, excuse me, I'm excited that they're doing something really major with it, but based on the concept art, it's hard to tell what will actually end up becoming it. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just such a huge idea and it's just so, you know. I I think I said this last week, but you know, after Galaxy's Edge, I said, I think Epcot's definitely going to be their next project. And this right. certainly, you know, shows that. Like, I think there's really going to be some massive changes. I mean, you already have the Guardians coaster yeah. coming. And now this and the whole front re- redesign, you know, in five, six years, 
all the parks might be in really good shape. Like, really the only one that still, in my opinion, needs... I, I mean, I don't even know what, but California Adventure is still just kind yeah, of all over the place. But I think it'll be a kind of a forever problem because, I mean, the foundation of it was not very strong to begin with. So it's just been a series of... Um, I think it was a great step, or I think what they did with having the first chunk of it be like the 1920s Hollywood was a really great idea, but um, I don't think it'll ever be like the destination theme park. No. I mean, at least Um, with this, with Epcot, they're finally not kidding themselves and trying to hold on to what Epcot was, you know? Like, I would prefer Epcot kind of became fully what it was, not what it was originally meant to be, but what it was meant to be, you know, when it was opened. Um, But... It hasn't been that for a really long time, and at least now it seems like they're just like, okay, let's just make this yeah. another Disney park. And well, sadly, it wouldn't work nowadays. The you know the concept that they had originally, and there were going to be no characters and no IPs really, and it was all you know technology and inter- and uh, education, and I, it's just it wouldn't work nowadays. I don't think if you were to try to bring it to like the original vision of it, it's going to become. I guess, like another Magic Kingdom, but like a futuristic version, maybe, outside of the World Showcase? I mean, to be fair, pretty much every park other than Animal Kingdom is just is just becoming another Magic Kingdom, isn't it? Yeah, like, that, that's part of the problem. They're, they're all kind of in their identity crisis mode where, you know, Hollywood Studios, you know, 99% of anything that's related to filmmaking or television studio stuff is gone. All the sound stages are gone and, you know, except for like one, I think it's like, uh, yeah. So they're, they're all the parks are kind of becoming not what they originally were supposed to be, which I think is interesting because you have a, a park like magic kingdom, which has pretty much stayed exactly how it, you know, it's gotten more and, and gotten rid of rides, but the overall theme, but I guess that's easier because it's just Disneyland basically versus all the other ones are kind of starting to change their identity into i think epcot's going for more of the world showcase and then everything else is going to be like super futuristic and space oriented that's what happens though when you try to theme a park around technology i mean yeah it's going to become dated imagine if they built epcot in the late 90s and or the early the early 90s and there was uh, attractions about the wonders of cds well, that's uh, what happened with disney quest and laser discs <laughs> it'd be like oh god but that's why Disney Quest failed ultimately because, like, I don't know how much you know about it, but, like, I, I went to it, uh, I think, a day or so before it closed. And just all the attractions are really, they're so 90s. And that was the problem where they built this entire pavilion and um, tourist attraction around video games and technology. But they weren't quite willing to, um, you know, but... I don't think they realize just how fast technology changes, or especially at that time when everything would become outdated so quickly. And so it would have to be this constantly evolving entertainment experience. And it just, it couldn't do that. And there were I'm sure Disney learned from that though. And, yeah. Like, I mean, Hollywood studios has the same problem. It's not, you know, even though the concept was movies, it was still based around something that was completely reliant on technology, you know, and movies came so far so fast, and bonus features, things like that, 
it made the yep. whole park dated. And I'm sure Disney has learned from that because Animal Kingdom, you know, nature doesn't evolve that <laughs> fast, you know. Uh, so everything's just the same way it was in uh, the late 90s. Yep. That doesn't change. So uh, Animal Kingdom is still great and is really the only park other than Disneyland and Disney World, at least in America, that the theme is still great and that park feels like its own thing. Versus Hollywood Studios just feels like, okay, I'm here to hit up these attractions. I, yeah, I really yeah. don't feel like I'm, you know what I mean? It doesn't. They, they yeah. right now they don't really feel like a. I actually I really like Epcot. Um, well, that's why I'm curious to see what they'll end up doing with Hollywood Studios because the name makes no sense right now at all, like at all, because you have Toy Story here and then you have Star Wars over here and. All, you know, it's just none of the hall, aside from like the entrance and the main, um, the the part that you walk down initially and Sunset Boulevard, that's the only aspect that even retains any of the Hollywood aspect now. So I think the name's going to change. But then it's like, OK, what's its theme? Like if Epcot's technology, if they're able to kind of kind of go back to Walt's initial vision for it. Um, and have it centered just around, you know, space and innovation and technology and the future, then Hollywood Studios, I don't know, is going to become like Star Wars land or, I mean, I don't know. It's a really weird park because it, it's so all over the place. You have Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Toy Story, then a little bit of old Hollywood. So I'm really curious to see what they'll end up doing to try to unify it a little bit. I mean, what I think will happen is... I think Galaxy's Edge will open. Well, no, I don't think that. Galaxy's Edge will open. Um, <laughs> no, they're like, yeah, let's just can it. <laughs> let's scrap yeah. it. We're not feeling Start it. Start over. Uh, but Galaxy's Edge is going to open. The parks are going to be wild for, you know, just completely bonkers for at least yeah. three years. Um, and then after that is when they're going to start. You know, I think I think Hollywood Studios is just going to be left alone for a few yeah. years after Galaxy's Edge opens. I mean, they just did Toy Story Land. Now they're doing Galaxy's Edge. That park, even if it's in an identity crisis, does not need any help. Yeah, for... and they don't. I mean, they don't care. Like as long as you know, they really only address something if it's affecting t- attendance numbers or if it's affecting tourism. You know. So in reality, if people are going to Hollywood Studios and it's insanely popular, they're not gonna. They don't care. It's like, all right, they're only gonna do it if it starts to become an issue, which it was. And is now, but of course. But I can see Hollywood Studios in a few years. I can. I think changing the name is probably going to happen. Like maybe just Disney Studios. I mean, they they could change that without even a major announcement. Just change it to Disney Studios. And that's what it was. They're still going to know what it is, uh, even though. Yeah, because that's what it when it was MGM Studios, and they had the whole lawsuit thing with MGM. It was always on for a long time. A long time it was unofficially known as just disney studios and like the commercials and um everywhere in the park like they just kind of scraped off the name mgm so then it was just disney studio or disney studios or disney studios so i i think i would not be surprised at all if they just do that but that doesn't even need like a big announcement they they can just start calling it disney studios and it'll be fine i mean but the only issue with that is disneyland paris the second park there is called walt disney studios um I suppose they could just call it Disney Studios, not Walt Disney Studios. Um, I'm sure they don't want to have two parks named exactly the same yeah. thing. Um, 
I could see Disney Studios, and it makes sense because then it would, then it just makes more sense why you can have Indiana Jones, the Muppets, Star Wars, Toy Story, you know. But branding is, you know, Hollywood Studios. That's where it doesn't make sense because all of that's gone. But if it's just Disney Studios, then there's more to work with in terms of the idea. But again, that's not even. I'm sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to worry about that for a long time. Maybe the name could change soon, but I think as far as like the entrance and the main structure of the park, I, I really do think that a lot of that's just going to go away yeah. in the next like 10 years. I think a lot of that's just going to get completely wiped out um, because a lot of it's just, it's just there and there's so much space central to the park that's being used for I mean, not nothing, but nothing of note that, you know, Disney has so many IPs. I mean, Hollywood Studios is just like the perfect, perfect ground for we can put this massive land here. And I could see them just doing that with Hollywood Studios where every section of the park, it becomes like an Islands of Adventure thing where like Mm. this section of the park is based around this IP because they've already kind of laid the groundwork. You have Toy Story Land, you're going to have Star Wars Land. And they could just do that with pretty much everything there, you know? Right. Like, they could have a Muppet land. I don't know if the Muppets are popular enough to justify that, but Disney's not short on IPs. And I don't yeah. think there's much at Hollywood Studios that people would... Really, of what's there, um, which we have two more topics, but I'm just going to work this uh, our last topic into right here just because we're already talking about it, um, or I'm about to mention it, as I don't really think of the rides that are there there's anything that if it went away there would be massive riots people wouldn't be happy but in i really park? at hollywood, hollywood studios i i think <clears throat> you know i not think more <laughs> I, I mean tower of terror i would not be happy if it went away but it's gonna happen i am positive yeah. it's gonna happen maybe yeah. not in the next five years but i think in the next 10 years it'll be gone um not completely gone but rethemed um yeah Aerosmith again. That theming is on a very. It's on. It's 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 ticking down. It doesn't kids have don't much know Aer- Kids don't know who Aerosmith is. Like um, I doubt. I doubt even most teenagers. Um, maybe they do if they. I don't know. But I I wouldn't assume that it's very popular amongst the, the the teen preteen crowd. And I think yeah. I think Tower and Tower of Terror and Aerosmith are. I would say probably within the next five years or so, oh, sure. we're gonna, you know, because they're just they're not dated. I, and I do love I love the theming around Tower of Terror, you know, that kind of old Hollywood. But again, they're getting rid of that whole old Hollywood aspect. So I think I would not be surprised at all if we see after after Galaxy's Edge, after Epcot, after whatever they do with Animal Kingdom, if they kind of circle back to Hollywood Studios and um maybe get rid of the Sunset Boulevard aspect and just make Aerosmith something else and Tower of Terror something else. Um, that park's just going to be super unpredictable, I think, for but that's, a long But that's time. what I mean, and all that leaves you with is the Muppets and Star Tours, which was something we were going to talk about later, but I might as well just talk about it now. And we were going to talk about, once Galaxy's Edge opens, what should Disney do with Star Tours? Because it is a little weird when you have a Star Wars section of the park and then you've got the Star Wars right over here. Right. Because really think? the only thing in between them is the Muppet area. Like, do you think the... they just move Star Tours? Or do you think they scrap Star Tours? 
I think they move mm. Star Tours. I don't see it staying where it is after Galaxy's Edge is open for a long time. I don't know, because, like, if the Muppets weren't as popular, because even though I still think they are very popular today, if it was, like, a dying franchise, I could have seen them taking... Because that's really all that's in between Star Tours and Galaxy's Edge is the Muppet 3D show and the... Well, it's closed now, but it was, like, the Gonzo Pizzeria. So I would have totally been like, oh, they're just going to make that a Star Wars thing. And then it would make sense because then you'd have Star Tours, you'd have another pavilion that's Star Wars, and then Galaxy's Edge right next to it. But since the Muppets are very popular still, or at least I think they are, I I don't know. I, I really can't see them moving it. Again, I think it's one of those things where unless it's a problem and it's like not costing any, you know, no one's going to file complaints saying why is Star Tours not near, you know, Galaxy's Edge. I don't think it's probably even on their like radar at the moment. But no, I don't, I don't think know. I don't think short term. But I'm just think I think long term they're going to try to turn Disney into like a an Islands of Adventure, or not Disney. They're going to try to turn uh, Hollywood Studios into a sort of mm. Islands of Adventure type park. Um, I can see that. Try especially to try to avoid it just becoming another another Magic Kingdom, which is yeah. kind of where things are headed. Yeah, because look at what great movie rides turning into. It's a Mickey Mouse ride, which is across from an Indiana Jones show. Which you know, the Indiana Jones stunt show is the only original attraction that's left in Hollywood Studios, which is crazy to think that there's only one single attraction left over from when it first opened. Um, and I don't even know how long. Well, I guess with the new movies, indie movies, they'll that'll probably stay. But I could see if they had more space, if they restructured it where you could have like a little Indiana Jones area, a little Star Wars area, a little, they already have the Toy Story area, you know, they could do something like that. That's what I mean. They don't really have any, what I'm saying is they don't really have any attractions standing in their way from doing that. Like Star Tours, if need be, could either be moved or they could just extend the Star Wars area like you said. Um, yeah. You know, they don't that have to necessarily, they don't necessarily would, have to make it. You think you think closing Muppets would get a riot? Not a literal riot, but there's it's one of the few remaining aspects of like Jim Henson, you know, in the park. Yeah, you're right. I just so many like people. It's just one of those things where people said if they closed down Tower of Terror, there would be a riot. And then guess what? They closed down Tower of Terror and it just happened. You know, people might have been upset online. You know, like Mr. Toad, like I remember there were like not riots but that was a huge deal when mr toad closed in uh magic kingdom and there were like petitions and i think people even like i yeah i think i remember seeing people like having signs or something at one point because that one was really a big deal to a lot of people so i could see it no i mean i don't think there will ever be like a riot but i could see people being just upset that you know because it is like the last and the really the only like aspect of Jim Henson left in the parks, really. Not that there was that much to begin with, but um, I, I don't know. I, I it's an older attraction too, so I don't know. I could, I guess, I'd put it. I could see in like five years them saying Muppet area is going to become like a Star Wars area in order to connect Star Tours to Galaxy's Edge. I wouldn't be surprised. But that's like Sunset Boulevard. I mean. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's just it's almost perfect for them because they they have, are they the last two rides in any Disney park that the IP isn't owned by Disney? 
Aerosmith like Tower and Tower of Terror. Uh, what else is there? I'd, I'd have to think about it, but well, there's I mean, not. There's very of, few, you know. So yeah. you know, Disney. I'm sure at this point they just want it to become. They would rather just have no IPs that aren't theirs in their parks. Yeah. So there's literally nothing standing in their way from one day just saying, okay, these rides are getting a retheme. Now Sunset Boulevard is, I, I don't know, Sunset well, Boulevard Well, there's also is... got to be a contract, right, with Aerosmith? Like, isn't that how it works? It's like, okay. I'm sure, yeah. And you just got to wonder, when does that when does that contract expire? I doubt they anybody usually knows. go in 10 years, I think. I think if I remember, or most of the time whenever I've seen subjects, it's always like, five ten year like ten year increments. So when did Aerosmith open? Ninety eight. Or ninety nine. Yeah, oh, so no. I mean I wouldn't be su- oh, surprised no. if like this is the year. I would not be surprised because I think usually they do go in ten year increments. So I wouldn't be surprised if one I would I would be curious to know if it's a matter of like, oh Aerosmith asks for this much and then when it renews, they say, oh, now we want this much, or if it's just the same every 10 years or however it works. But if it is like, a, you know, if it is in 10 year increments, I wouldn't be surprised if this year, you know, we see, I think it's kind of inevitable anyways, since the other one's becoming Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. And the other Hollywood Tower of Terror is Guardian. So it's just, you know, I, I doubt because, you know, I bet Disney is really would love to turn that whole area into marvel land oh yeah you know they didn't have that that clause or whatever in the contract i'm sure they would have already like the other coasters iron man and the tower of terror is uh guardians Guardians, it's like it's perfect but they can't do that i mean i I, unless they buy out um because it's between universal and disney right that contract so unless they buy out whoever you know they would have to buy out to be able to do that i'm guessing universe because i read the contract and pretty much nobody in uh i think it's you know uh nobody in that area can use the marvel characters unless universal is not holding their like their part to the standards of marvel um right so i mean universal would just kind of have to relinquish power to disney you know and i I doubt they would want to do that but at the same time i don't think many people are going to universal for their comic book land so if disney offered an obscene amount of money i mean i could see universal taking them up you know enough to turn that part of the land into whatever they want if it wasn't for the spider-man ride which i think is it's great yeah it's an incredible attraction and i think it's the more popular part of the ride of that whole area i would not be surprised if like disney were to Say, all right, we're going to give you $4 billion or whatever, not that much, but however much money, um, and then Universal would make that area into a whole new thing, and then Disney could then use Marvel in their parks and not have to worry about that whole thing. But if it wasn't for Spider-Man, I think that would be the case, but that is a really popular attraction and kind of a really big icon of Islands of Adventure. Well, with, you know, with yeah. Indiana Jones, I mean, that's just, that's an IP just kind of begging to have a land built around it. And it's, they've, it's been, it was going to happen in Disneyland Paris. And then because Disneyland Paris wasn't a smashing success, it didn't. And if I understand right. correctly, it was also, there was also going to be a mini land in, was it Disneyland? Yeah. And then it that didn't gonna, happen either. It was going to be this like massive show building that would encompass parts of the Jungle Cruise and um 
something else. But yeah, it was going to be a really big, massive area and uh, like its own little land, like enclosed land, if I remember right. And then obviously that didn't come to be, um, come to pass, but it was going to have like parts of Jungle Cruise going into it. Oh, and it was the railroad that, that was going to go into that area as well. Um, but yeah, I would love to see an Indiana Jones like land if they could ever pull it, pull it off. I think Hollywood Studios is the perfect, uh, the perfect place for it. At least, you know, in my opinion, there's enough room and yeah. I, I don't really see Indiana Jones going to Epcot. That would kind of throw off the whole, uh, technology theme a no. little bit. And I, I just love, even if it wasn't like an IP, like super like, oh, this is Indiana Jones land or whatever. I just love the, that's why I love Temple of the Forbidden, Forbidden Eye so much is I've always kind of been obsessed with like, you know, legends and like abandoned temples and, you know, just that kind of legend, like um, that lore, I guess, not lore, but you know, like what do you call it? It's not fantasy. What would that be considered? Like Temple of the Forbidden Eye? Uh, I mean... Mystery? I don't know. It's kind of like history mixed with like, you know... Yeah, I guess history. I, I like that too with Indiana Jones because it's like real history, but it's mixed with... Archaeology, I guess. Like fictional archaeology probably is a better term for it. But I've always loved like... I've always loved that kind of thing, especially when it comes to like mythology and you know these legends when they're mixed with real history so it yeah. keeps it kind of grounded and it's not just like that's why completely so wild that's why raiders yeah. is great that's why last crusade, last crusade is great yeah. um and that's why it's kingdom believable. of the crystal skull yeah. world. missed the mark a yeah. little bit well it's actually that's not the only reason that's one of many reasons <laughs> one um, of yeah that that movie was kind of doomed from the moment uh but, I mean, Indiana Jones could be great, and Indy 5 is coming out as long as they get it out before Harrison Ford is 90, um, yeah. I, which hopefully, which is coming up here, so Disney needs to get moving. Um, but I, I, I just, I, I don't know how we started talking about Epcot, and now we're talking about, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. We, we moved all over the board see, here. I would, like, I know it wouldn't happen, but just because I love that, aspect of theming so much i would love an entire land of again even if it's not indiana jones per se just like that whole discovery you know archaeology archaeological digs and that kind of i guess a twist on history kind of like the holy grail and the ark and just i don't know that whole theming and i've always wanted to go to tokyo disney's version of indiana jones because it looks amazing just whatever if anyone knows what it's called, I'm going to call it like fictional archaeological archaeological history. Whatever the name is, I would love to have like a whole land. And with Hollywood Studios, who knows? Maybe they could ex- cut out part of the parking lot and make the Indiana Jones stunt show just part of like a land and then move Star Tours over. You know, maybe they could kind of, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but maybe they could carve out chunks of Hollywood Studios and make it like an Islands of Adventure where you're in Toy Story land and then you're in Star Wars land, you know, rather than having like an overall um, image. And I don't really think the Mickey ride throws a wrench in that. I mean, it's just a Mickey who is the flagship of Disney single ride in the center of the park. I don't really think that throws anything off. Like if it was just like a random, I I don't know, like a a random home on the range ride, it would be a little odd. But since it's Mickey, yeah, it's fine. If it was anybody else, I think it'd be odd. But since it's Mickey, 
center park who cares like i actually think well, the, that would be like what they're kind of shooting for here well the only thing that i think is interesting is i feel like if it wasn't like the icon of the park and knew that people would be i mean people were already upset enough when great movie ride was closed and i got lucky enough to um do like a lot like i think it was a few days before it closed i did this walk around tour inside of it and it was really amazing experience to spend like an hour and a half just walking through the great movie ride but i think that if there weren't so many people that would have just gone bananas they probably would have rethemed the whole chinese theater because it doesn't i i assume maybe they find a way to you know it made sense with the great movie ride because it's the grauman's chinese theater um but for a mickey mouse attraction it seems kind of odd so i don't know if maybe they tie it into the storyline Oh, it's weird to go to a Chinese theater that's a, an iconic location in Hollywood and then to have it be a random Mickey Mouse ride. Yeah, that's I feel true. Like it, I feel like it either has to tie in where it's like Mickey goes to Hollywood and then he gets in these, you know, crazy adventures or eventually they'll they'll retheme it. But I just know that if they had been like, we're going to get rid of not only the ride, but one of the most iconic theme park symbols, I think that's the only reason why they didn't retheme that entire area. See, personally, again, I, unless it's part of the narrative, I don't see why they wouldn't have just. I really made don't it a, see you know. Disney. I don't think they care that much about, like, That's a little true. bit of outcry about a ride closing because you know, unless they closed like Haunted Mansion, or, I mean, that would never happen because there's literally no reason it would ever close. Yeah. But unless they close something like that, I, I don't think it even really affects Disney well, it, in any way. It does affect merchandise though because. Think of all the merchandise that has the Chinese theater on it from the past, however many years. I mean, not that it really matters that much. Oh, I'm sure they, they care about that. New, I just don't they think they care about a little Twitter icon. outrage. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah, they don't care. But I mean, the as Mickey thing that could kind of be solved in just a like, say, a pre-show. Like, you walk into the pre-show and you're supposed to be sitting down to watch a movie, and then all of a sudden yeah. Mickey bursts through the screen, and oh my gosh, now I mean, you're on a wacky yeah. adventure with Mickey Mouse, and then it they don't have to change the whole front. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it has to be tied into the narrative. Um, otherwise, I think they probably would have just. But I don't know. I guess that's a good um, kind of uh, two birds with one stone kind of thing, where they get a new attraction and they get to keep their symbol by just integrating it into the narrative. So it's kind of a win-win. So maybe that's the case. Maybe you know oh, we're going to Hollywood, and then you know, yeah. I just think when it comes to closing stuff, people think that Disney cares more than they do about a few people getting upset because at the end of the day, the people getting upset are just such a small portion of right. the people. And, and, and 99.9% of the people that are even really upset about an attraction closing, they're still going to go, you know? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like Star Wars. No matter how bad the movies get, we're still going to go, or I'm still going to go see it, unless it just... Unless the filmmaking quality got really crappy or something. Well, it's the um, same thing with with like with with bands. I I really like to go to concerts, and I'll hear people complaining about, oh, I'm so upset that uh, this member got replaced, or the price, the ticket prices are insane, and they're just yeah. they're complaining and complaining and complaining, and I'm like, well, did you go? And they're like, oh yeah, I got front row seats, and I'm just like, well, then don't complain because your vote is your wallet. So if you don't like it. I mean, your your vote is right. your wallet. That's just, that's the only say you have. And you've kind of surrendered your vote once yeah. you 
Well, that's kind of how I am with Apple products. I know I've mentioned where I hate some of the the things that Apple does in terms of their products and the corners that they put um, consumers into and lack of customization. But I'm a sucker for Apple products at the same time. I love their OS. I love sure. the iPhones, you know, so I'm a I complain about it, but then I continue to stick with iPhone and a MacBook and a Mac Pro or, you know, um, but yeah, I totally see what you mean, but I don't know. I'm mostly happy with, uh, like whatever Disney wants to do for them. I mean, not whatever. I'm not like a blind consumer, but uh, you know, they haven't really done anything recently. That's been terrible in my opinion. Like yeah. pretty much everything they've done has been just fine and turned well, out just fine. They'll never get rid of pirates. I mean, knock on wood, but I can never see the. I'll put it this way. I can never see them getting rid of like the super iconic, grounded in so much history attractions like Haunted Mansion, Pirates, you know, et cetera. Um, so I think that's probably why, because, you know, we feel more safe in knowing those probably won't go anywhere. Well, other than those, like, those attractions, <clears throat> you know, like what you mentioned, and and, and also, you know, I think, like, Spla- you know, even some newer attractions like Splash Mountain, mm, yeah. uh, Expedition Everest, other than those attractions, pretty much everything else is on borrowed time to a certain extent. Like, it might not go in the next five years, but it's going to go at some point. Like, the, the attractions yeah. that aren't built around, you know, like either something like that. Like, I think, like, some newish attractions probably will stick around forever. You know, like Snow White, mm-hmm. the mine train. Yeah. I think that could just yeah. stick around forever. You know, it's based around a movie that came out in the 30s. Like I wonder what, and this is a total hypothetical, but if you jump, assuming the Earth hasn't imploded on mm-hmm. itself, like 200 years from now, 500 years from now, I wonder what, I mean, there's no way to, to humanly know this, but it'd be crazy to think like if there would be like a single attraction that lasted all those centuries, and then you, the grandparents would be like, I remember when I you know, first <laughs> rode this, or if there'd be multiple attractions, or if, you know, it's weird to think like, not just five, ten years, but even like, I don't know, I'm 30, let's say I get to 90. It's crazy to think that it, what can change within 60 years. 60 years. I mean, look at 60 years ago, Disneyland was only like, you know, in the 60s or 70s era. So it's like, look how much has changed since then. That's what boggles my mind if I think of it too much. But I mean, I, I mean, personally, it's it's kind of easy to tell what rides like the rides they put in, like what rides are there for the long tall and which probably yeah. are like, like with universal, I would bet my life that in 40 years, uh, I'm not going to be boarding up on fast and furious supercharged. Yeah. Um, I do not think so. Like a lot of those rides, they're there until there's a flash in the pan and then it goes away. Yeah. Um, cause now the good thing is we're not good, but I'm sure they look at it as this way where, Let's say they get another really great IP and they really want to get it into an attraction, but they don't want to build a new one because they want to get it up really soon. They have a ride that was super easy to, you know, copy over from Hollywood, one that people don't even like all that much. Most people, I feel like, don't. um, Never even has that much of a wait time. So they'll probably just be like, okay, you know, I mean, they did. I just wonder how, like, soon that could happen. You know, like, what would be the soonest? Like, let's say you know, just no one's riding Fast and the Furious and it's just not doing well. 
I wonder what the soonest from like creating a ride like that to completely replacing it, it could happen, you know? I mean, I think it totally, I think it's going to completely depend on if Fast and Furious stays like a mm, box office yeah. juggernaut. You know, I, I don't think the ride's ever going to be wildly popular, but it'll probably be popular enough because it has, you know, I'm sure it's cheap to maintain yeah. in comparison to other universal rides. You know, I could see it sticking around for, I think it depends because, you know, if the Fast and Furious franchise dies, then that ride is dated within a couple of years. Right. Like that ride's already going to be dated in three, not three. Let's, let's say five. Let's say Hobbs and Shaw comes out, it bombs, everyone hates it, and then they try Fast and Furious Nine, and it's just terrible, and then that's it. I mean, that ride's going to be dated in a couple of yeah. years, and that's another mm-hmm. one of those rides that, like, you know, if the cast completely changes, they're going to have to change the ride because that's one of those franchises I could see them like just trying to swap out the cast because Vin yeah. Diesel's like. I don't know what 50 or however yeah. old Vin Diesel is like some of those guys are going to get too old for I'm not going to quote lethal weapon but you guys know what I'm about to say yeah. um so I, I just I wonder like that is a good point but like something like Harry Potter brings up something that I don't want to get deep into now because we're about to about to wrap this up but it just makes me wonder when Harry Potter gets remade you know when it turns into a Netflix show or a HBO show. Not that that's going to happen in the next five, ten years, but it's it's going to happen. What does Universal do with three sections of the park that are based around a completely... Like, like, what if Harry Potter becomes a phenomenon again in 20 years with a completely different cast, a completely different castle, a completely different everything, but then yeah. Universal has three huge sections of their park built around the last franchise? But I... We we did have one more topic, but we've kind of ran out of our time here, so I think we might just we, hit we can that do one it. Next I was gonna week. say we don't want to do another hour on Harry Potter, but um, all right, okay. I was thinking we can move it on to next week, but uh, we'll just keep on rolling. Oh my gosh, I didn't even do that on purpose. Um, oh my god. Uh, so our next topic has literally nothing to do with Harry Potter, who we have somehow spent three quarters of the podcast talking about. Um, but and I'll I'll probably find a way to bring him up during this too. But alcohol in the Disney parks, um, it's something that I see a lot of people talk about, whether it be on forums or I saw I saw a video from Rob Plays the other day talking about it. I, I didn't really realize it was such a hot button issue for some people until pretty recently. Um, I mean, when I think of alcohol, I don't necessarily associate it with Disney, which kind of goes to sh- and I've been to the parks you know quite a few times at this point which kind of goes to show you know they're doing their job of having it available but not having it you know be a nuisance to most but i kind of want to know how you felt about it what parks you feel it's appropriate in what parks you feel it's not appropriate in if any and i I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts because something i I, wanted to talk about yeah i mean i guess i've always been of the mindset like you know walt disney liked to you know drink he had is for i always forget what it's called be like a certain drink that he had pretty often and i guess i've always been of the mindset that what i wouldn't want to see is it to be like universal it works for universal because it's a very different demographic that they're reaching towards um a lot of the times um i wouldn't want to see like going through magic kingdom or epcot or whatever 
and having like Budweiser or Coors Light on like carts everywhere you go. It works again. It's fine for Universal, um, but that's what I really wouldn't want to see. Um, I know there's a few spots, and I think Hollywood Studios where it's like that. But in terms of like the Magic Kingdoms, the Disneyland, like the very magical realms, whatever you want to call it, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd want to see them sold on like carts. But I have no problem with them being in restaurants as long as you're not all able to walk around with it. Um, and again, I don't think that's even wrong either to walk around with it. But I think it's just it adds a different vibe. Universal has that kind of, you know, it's why they have Halloween Horror Nights and half their revenue, I'm sure, is from selling overpriced drinks. Um, but it makes sense because it's more of a party and it's super intense and it's very mature content. Um So that, I don't know, it's like, it makes sense to see people walking around with beer and stuff in Universal. I wouldn't necessarily want to see that in, like, Disneyland or Magic Kingdom or on, like, carts or seeing, like I said, Budweiser advertisements everywhere. But I think inside the restaurants, um, I I really personally do not see the problem with that in any of the parks to be in restaurants. Classy, you know, you can't take it outside. I have no issue with that. Um... That's pretty much where I've always um, stood because I, I think even Club 33 has always offered alcohol from the very beginning whenever that started. And I think that's a smart way to do it where you offer it for people that want to have a certain kind of beer or wine with their dinner or lunch, but just don't make it in your face, you know. And I'm like, I'm not against alcohol at all. I'm just saying that like for Universal, it makes sense to me to see people walking around with beers and stuff. I just wouldn't really want to see that in like the Magic Kingdom or um, Disneyland, but I think in Epcot, I mean, I don't know. You could probably correct me, but I know I know Hollywood Studios sells like beer at the stands, but does Epcot? Do you know? Well, that's what I was going to ask because Epcot is the one that I see the most complaints about. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask how you felt about that, and especially since you go to the parks more than myself, since you live in Orlando. Um, have you had any bad experiences at Epcot because people do that where they go drink around the world and you can get a beer oh, just right, about yeah. anywhere Why in Epcot? Um, no, and, and I'd be a hypocrite if I said differently because, I I mean, this was quite some time ago, but I went to Epcot and I, I didn't do the drink around the world thing, but I, you know, probably made it a quarter of the world or whatever. But, I, you know, I had some, like, German beer and I had uh, some um, uh, sake from Japan. So I think it's all about, you know, respect and not shoving it in anyone's faces. I think for World Showcase, it makes sense because that's part of the allure is being able to try foods and drinks, whether alcoholic or not, from different parts of the world that maybe you wouldn't get to. Like Germany has this type of beer that's just, to me, I love dark beers. Um, I rarely have it, but I, I very much enjoy it. But Again, I wouldn't want to see it like on carts in your face all over the place. Um, but I think it makes sense more for World Showcase. And I, I'm not sure if maybe that's the only place you can get it in Epcot. But same with Epcot. I wouldn't want to see it on like food carts. I think Hollywood Studios works a little more because it is kind of like the, I don't know, less Disney-fied, you know, because it's like Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Aerosmith. And it, I don't know, it doesn't feel as like kid like in terms, I don't know. Um, well, do you have you had any bad experiences with anyone like, like being like crazy. staggering around drunks at Epcot, especially Epcot? That's the one I see the most no. because 
You know, at, at Magic Kingdom, if you want to get drunk, you got to go way out of your way. You know, yeah, there's you, like three restaurants that have it. You either got to yeah. go, like go to be our guest, or like you know what I mean. Like you have to really well, go. They out have of your limits way. too. They even and that's why for those parks, hey, you just go to Trader Sam's. You know, it's right. It's near the entrance into Magic Kingdom. Um, same with Disneyland. I'm sure there's a place you can get something. Um, although I think Hollywood Studio sells alcoholic beverages. I'm not sure if they sell it on carts. I guess that's my only thing is like, I don't mind it. I don't care for any of them if they do it in restaurants. It's just when you start selling them like at vendor carts, then you're kind of getting more of the universal kind of maybe the a different mindset of a crowd and Magic Kingdom is more for kids. And so I, I like the idea of keeping that stuff just within restaurants. But personally, I've never had any issues with anyone being like belligerently drunk because I think they keep an eye too on, you know, whether to serve to people that are and um and i think with the world showcase in a weird way it's almost ex- it's not accepted but um i don't know again because part of the allure is to try the foods and drinks from all over the world that it's in, and it's more of an adult area anyways like if you walk through world showcase it's very much adults more than kids versus the magic kingdom you know it's like more of the adult spot you know i mean i've never seen anyone visibly drunk at a disney park myself but i think i have people online and i realize everything there's a lot of hyperbole online but it seems like people online act like epcot's just just everyone staggering around drunk half the time i will say that i sometimes maybe i'm surprised how much throughout the day how many people i walk by that have like beers and stuff and when i'm like oh it's like one o'clock in the afternoon but i never see them drunk i per well i don't know i mean there are times i've walked by people and i can tell they're buzzed because they're kind of goofing and laughing and they're being very loud but it's never been like obnoxious to where i was like okay can we tone it down because i think disney would be more on that if they saw that kind of behavior and make sure to not let them be served anymore but um yeah i've never had any Maybe I don't spend enough, but then again, I don't really go at night, so maybe it's That's more fair. of a nighttime thing that people are having more issues. Um, I just can't imagine why. Yeah. Like, I think people are adults and should be able to do whatever they want to do. Um, but I certainly can't imagine wanting to go to Disney and wanting to be wasted at one p.m. at Disney. You know, it yeah. do- doesn't sound like it'd be a very fun rest of your day. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess when I read that online, I'm always surprised because I've been to the parks, you know, so many times the last couple of years, and I've never even seen a single person. And, you know, obviously yeah. my experiences aren't everyone's, but, and I know some people are just super against alcohol in the parks, um, yeah. which, again, I I kind of feel like you, I mean, I guess I don't even mind it on carts. It's not like I'd want like a, a Budweiser vendor every 10 feet, you know, they replace all the turtle yeah. vendors uh, with... Uh, Budweiser vendors but I think like you know if they have carts every once in a while where you know you can get something to drink I think that's fine I mean yeah as long as it's I don't know like I said I I really have no issue with it and hey maybe like and I don't I don't want to downplay what other people have experienced because maybe Epcot does get really annoying at night because I again I usually go to the parks during the day and early evening so maybe it does get crazy at all the parks whenever they do offer alcoholic beverages i've just 
I've never had an issue, and I like with Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, I more so understand the stance of not wanting it, like I said, in the carts or whatever, but I think having it in a restaurant is fine. Um, but I don't think it's a black or white issue at all, I think, it, to me. But I also wouldn't want to, um, you know, uh, minimize someone who maybe does have a legitimate reason. I just personally have not experienced anything to warrant me, you know, being like, no, they should not be in the parks. I've had more stuff go on at Halloween Horror Nights than anywhere else that's, where you get... Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. I was at Hollywood Horror Nights, not in Orlando, but in Hollywood. Um, oh, yeah, I used to do that. A couple of years ago. Uh, and I will say there was a lot of, not just belligerent, but like... Yeah. I mean, not even there, people drunk it's like the atmosphere too and oh yeah, yeah it so doesn't that, feel yeah. like a like a theme a fun family-friendly theme park no, when it's yeah. hollywood horror nights it feels like a place where it's appropriate i hadn't had a drink all night and that's when you really notice people like that yeah. where you're just like yeah. oh my gosh that guy is but i mean it was it was really really blatant and i actually didn't mind it i kind of it actually kind of made it more fun like you know well, it's got it's got the whole party atmosphere versus a a, a Mickey's not so scary Halloween. Obviously, that's a totally <laughs> night and day yeah. uh, experience. Although I, I have been a proponent that I do think it'd be really fun if one day they do a Mickey's so scary Halloween and just not the level of Universal, but something really cool like a like a cool Disney themed villains walkthrough. That's a little scary, but not like gruesome but just maybe a little step it up a notch for another audience but i know that's not their goal and that's totally different demographic but i'd love to see what disney could do i guess in that area like if they if they had a separate kind of thing um i guess something that's really important to say before we wrap up this topic is just neither of us have like kids so it's probably completely different like if you're bringing your kid to a park and you don't want drunk people around them I guess mm, I yeah. don't have to worry about that, or that's—I mean—that's not even a thought in my head. Um, yeah, I guess true. that does kind of change the whole game. Kind of, kind of late into the conversation yeah. to even think of that, but yeah, I haven't I, that I do because if I think of it from like my sister's point of view with uh, four kids, I would be more. Yeah, I guess that's that's the point. I guess maybe things change when you have kids and you're not wanting them to constantly be around people drinking left and right um i guess that but maybe that's why world showcase again i don't really notice many kids there anyways very often especially in the evening when it's like the um the food and wine festival i mean it's called the food and wine festival so obviously there's going to be it's more of the adult crowd i guess i think it's more about magic kingdom and disneyland and the the more kid ish parks that people get more riled up about I think that's why it's um, become more of a topic lately, at least from what I've noticed, is because Galaxy's Edge, the cantina, is apparently offering alcohol, which is oh, going to be, like, right. the first time, I believe, that, yeah. like, the public can just get alcohol, other than, like, making a reservation and drinking a glass of wine. So I think that's... Hollywood Studios, or...? No, in Disneyland. Oh, that I keep forgetting that it's... Uh, I was thinking Hollywood Studios, but... Yeah, that would be then. So yeah, I, I think that's no why people place, have been yeah. talking about it so much lately because of that, which mm, is going to make it significantly easier to drink at Disneyland. But again, I just but feel they, like at Disneyland. Do, but even then, they always have a two drink minimum 
I'm pretty sure they scan your two drink ID minimum? to make oh, sure. Oh man, they make you drink two or, drinks. No, sorry, two drink maximum. You only had one. Um, you better have another. That's Universal's policy. No, um, uh, two drink maximum, and I'm pretty sure they scan your ID or something. Uh, so then you can't like cheat it and just go to different ones. And and even then, like these the amounts they give you is so minimal that you know it, I just don't I don't foresee it being a problem. You know, I mean, I knew people in college who, I don't want to get into it, but, like, if you want to get drunk at Disneyland or whatever, you're going to find a way to do it. It's not going to be at yeah. the cantina. You know, they're going to pregame or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's, I do not foresee it becoming an issue. I could be totally wrong. Maybe that, maybe the two drink maximum, maybe there's super, super high alcohol content, but, I don't see it being a problem and I'm more curious than anything to see um, like how it turns out. But I, but like you said, I mean, I, I don't have kids, so I have a dog. And so I, I can't really, you know, I don't, I don't walk through the parks with Frodo and I'm sure he wouldn't care if uh, people were drinking. But so I, I know I'm coming at it from a very different perspective as are you versus someone who does have kids, which, um, yeah, it probably it, took me a little bit too long to think about that in the argument. Um, but I guess it's just not even on my radar, so I, I don't ever think about that. Even though part of it is that people, for some reason, I think some people, not everyone, but some people do think that Walt Disney was like the saint. And it's like, nope, he was, I mean, I don't, I'm not talking morally. I'm talking like, you know, he did have his, I, forget, I think it was called like something missed or whatever, where it was like a drink that he had like every evening. And so he he kept it out of the parks but he wasn't like anti-alcohol and i think sometimes people miss or they assume like oh because he didn't want alcohol in the park at that period that he was like anti-alcohol and that you know i, I don't know i believe like, his whole reasoning for not wanting alcohol in the park was because he didn't want the park to feel like a carnival or like a cheap mm, park yeah. and you know now we're in 2019 and, you know, having alcohol in the park doesn't do that anymore. Like, nobody's associated. Like, he only wanted that to protect, you know, the brand of the park. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, that's what Rob's video was kind of talking about. Yeah. You know, having Time's alcohol in the changed, parks yeah. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change the public's perception of the park. It's not like it's becoming like a, yeah. you know, people, people don't go to Disney to drink because if you go to Disney to drink every day, uh, you're spending about 500 times as much as you'd need to um so i yeah and also and i think on the flip side and it's a whole other rabbit hole i won't go down but disney had certain policies back in the original in the early days that now would be seen as ridiculous and um you know when it came to hair length when it came to dress codes when it even came there was an incident with um again i don't want to go down that road but they were not always the most friendly towards um uh the lgbt community and there were certain several incidents where people were like kicked out of the park for being there with someone of the same gender so on the flip side like they changed they evolved so there's not you know what i mean so i'm saying that they changed for the good so i don't think it there's this I don't think it's like that they have to stick with exactly how it was at the very beginning because obviously they've made a lot of great changes and they've become way more progressive 
than they used to be. So what's to say that they can't also change another aspect that was maybe maybe at the time that's how it was thought of of like oh if you if they if they serve alcohol there then it's like a place for um, you know ruffians um, yeah and hooligans and stuff but it's changed now and it's not that's not how it is so yeah I'm I'm fine with it but again I don't have kids or anything but. Well, um, this is something that... Uh, but it's also not a black and... Oh, really quick. I don't think it's also a black and white issue just because I feel a certain way or you do. Again, I understand people come at it from a different point of view. And I don't... It's rare that things are like black and white. There's always a gray area. So I'm sure someone... And I welcome anyone to it. Like if you have a really strong argument of why it should not be in Disneyland, I would... You know, I'd love to hear it because I'm sure they're are aspects of it that I'm not even thinking of. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. If anybody has any uh, strong thoughts or anyone, be sure to tweet us, tweet either of us on Twitter, because on this podcast, we kind of want to actually talk about stuff, uh, you know, versus in the videos, we don't really get our opinions in, but on here we do. So if you have any thoughts or arguments, feel free. Um, Because, I mean, I would want to hear them because, yeah, that's that's something where, like, I... As a as someone who is still in college, I probably have a completely different perspective than someone with uh, two kids that's bringing them to to Disney. Yeah. Um, because the parks of the demographic is kind of really shifted in the last yeah. 15, 20 years. But this podcast went on for uh, quite a long time. We talked about Harry Potter much more than I was intending, but that's fine by me. Um, because I'm kind got of got it out of your system, man. so the next time we can, next time we I won't can, mention yeah. Harry Potter at all. It's gonna be like uh, if I say it, I don't know. I got to give Mark like but, ten but bucks. But it's also just it's difficult because so much of Universal is about Harry Potter now, you know, and that's why I think it always kind of goes back to that because <clears throat> because that is really other than the new park, which that's what I'm looking forward to is when they finally release some official concrete information. Then we're going to have so much more to like speculate and talk about when they finally unveil unveil what they're going to do or what they plan on doing. Well, maybe this yeah. time next week we'll have uh, we'll have uh, the full layout every attraction. We can talk about it, guys. Yeah, tune in exactly. next week. We've got the inside scoop. Don't miss next week's episode. Um, All right. But thank you guys for listening, Mark. Do you have anything uh, else to say? I think I'm all I'm all out of. Uh, juice like i said my after the between this and voiceover today i think my my vocal cords are about ready to collapse so i think i'm <laughs> i'm good all right well let's avoid that uh we will see you guys next week thanks for listening bye